2: And welcome to episode 84 of A Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And I'm wondering something, how long have you been struggling with your relationship with food? How long has it been complicated? Well, if you've been fighting this for a really long time, then this episode is made just for you. I have a letter from someone who has done everything under the sun to heal her relationship with food and to stop binging, and it's still happening, and she is really frustrated. So I get a chance to talk to someone that I've loved getting to know over the last few years. Her name is Isabel Foxen-Duke, and she is very fun and also chock full of wisdom. She has been there, and she has so much insight that I can't wait for you to hear what she has to say. Until we get to this episode's letter, a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by My Roadmap, your first three steps toward food peace with PCOS. Are you someone with PCOS and you are sick and tired of torturing yourself with diets and exercise? Well, I want to help. You can do intuitive eating with PCOS. You are the expert of your body, and I want to show you how. Go to my free roadmap. You can get to it at com. Don't forget to sign up in our Facebook group. That's where there's lots and lots of connection, support, and direction to help you finally move away from diets and experience health with your PCOS. So go to com. You'll get connected to all of that good stuff. All right, enough of that. Let's get to this episode's letter and hear from Isabel Fox and Duke. Dear food, I'm so fed up with having this crazy relationship with you. I've been binge eating for years. It's a constant battle to fight off the urges to binge week in and week out. I've only ever gone a couple of weeks where I was binge free. It felt so good not to be ruled by thoughts about food for those weeks. I had freedom again to live my life like a normal person but then it all came to an end and I fell back into the binging again. I gave up dieting a long time ago, so I know I'm eating sufficiently. Plus, I've come to the realization that I don't care if I'm getting bigger. I just wanna stop the binge eating as it's ruining my life. The funny thing is, when I'm not binging or thinking about food, I feel like a normal person. I truly don't want to binge on huge amounts of food. It's only when the urges take over that I feel possessed. If only I could get rid of the urges to binge, then I feel like I would be okay. Sincerely, Fed Up. Hey there, Fed Up. Thank you so much for your note. I really appreciate it for a number of reasons. One of them is you bring up how you've been trying for years to stop binging. And I almost picture you with your to-do list of all the things you need to check off so you can really say goodbye to binging forever. And as I was reading your letter, I was reminded that that's such a frustrating part is one, the process is not linear. And second, it does take a long time. So as I was reading your letter, I really thought of someone I've gotten to know over the last couple of years, and you probably know her too. Her name is Isabel Fox and Duke. She's one of my favorite people that I've gotten to know when we talk about dieting and binging. She is so fun and insightful. So I'm going to give her a call and hear what she has to say for you fed up. Hey, Isabel. It's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you?
3: I'm so good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. This is such a pleasure, as as always, to talk with you. But yeah, I'm so excited to be here.
2: Selfishly, I'm really excited just to talk to you and connect. And I'm really, really happy that you said that you would give me some time to talk about this letter because I feel like she is like, just totally needs your insight. Like when I read it, I was like, oh, I got to call Isabel and see if she'll help me with this letter. So did you get a chance to read it?
3: I did. I love this letter. This person is like, I think I mentioned to you offline. This person is basically my ideal client. Like this <laughs> is so the exact person who I love to work with and who I work with on a regular basis because I was her for so, so, so long. Um, yeah, so I'm very excited to talk about this
2: letter. Good. Well, so you know, what about her letter? Could you connect with? You know, you said that this is something that you experienced. you know, so since you've been there, what's the general impression about what this person is experiencing?
3: Okay. So my general impression. So what's really interesting. She, so my experience of this letter right is like, she's saying, you know, I'm, I'm getting enough food, right? Like I'm eating sufficiently. She actually used the word sufficiently. I know I'm eating sufficiently. I'm, she says she's no longer dieting in quotes, but I'm eating sufficiently. Um, but I'm still binging, you know, like binging like crazy and, da, 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 and all this stuff. Um, so here's the thing eating sufficiently, and I don't know exactly what she means by this, but I can tell by the language, right? She's like, there's something about like it's the right, it's enough amount of food, or you know, I'm getting enough calories, or whatever the thing is, right? And I'm eating in a way that I shouldn't be binging anymore, right? um, is not actually the same as not dieting on an emotional and mental level, right? Like this person is definitely, definitely, she says, I gave up dieting a long time ago. Sounds like when she says I gave up dieting a long time ago, she's talking about like, I gave up being on Weight Watchers or I'm no longer (laughs) doing Atkins or I'm no longer calorie counting. I'm quote eating sufficiently, right? as if eating sufficiently is the only reason, right? Is the is the thing that should make her not want to binge anymore. And that was not my experience, right? Like I very much relate to, you know, I'm getting the meals. I'm eating what my nutritionist, my eating disorder recovery nutritionist is telling me to eat. I'm getting quote unquote enough food, right? I'm eating sufficiently. I'm eating how, whatever way I think, recovery from restriction looks like and i'm still binging and the thing is is what i realize and this is sort of where you know most of my work revolves around is eating sufficiently is just like one part of the issue here, right? Like getting enough actual physical food is just one part of recovering from restriction. Then you have like the other 90% of the problem, which is diet mentality. And like this woman, I think that it sounds, it seems pretty clear to me if this client is anything like I was, this woman's definitely still struggling with a lot of diet mentality, right? Like my immediate impression of this particular client is this client is on the don't binge eat diet and probably on the don't eat emotionally diet as well. Which oh, are yeah. two diets that I think are super, 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 super common of people who are quote unquote in recovery from binge eating. And the way that they're doing it is like, okay, I'm, I'm eating, I'm doing all of the things right. Like I'm eating all the right things and therefore I shouldn't be binge eating, but I'm still full on struggling with diet mentality, I still have lots of ideas about what the right way to eat is and the wrong way to eat is. In this particular instance, there's clearly an amount of food that this woman thinks is not okay to eat, right? Like there's mm-hmm. clearly like a way, like, oh, you know, oh my gosh, right? she said, I feel this craving coming on, right? A craving, right? It could just be like, oh, in a, in a non-diet mentality land, it could be like, oh, I really want to get really full right now. I'm just like really craving something. or really just like, oh, I just want to like relax and just sit in front of the TV and like eat my stuff. But like, like in a neutral way, in a psychologically neutral way. Um, but that's not what's happening here. Like for her, there's fear and anxiety. Like, oh my God, there's a craving. I want to eat something. I'm not supposed to eat this, you know, bit large amounts of food. There's an amount of food that I that's not okay to eat. Right. And so then, of course, the the sort of reactionary eating just even blows up even further. And I just want to clarify what I mean, to by reactionary eating for a second. Yeah. Reax, reactionary. So I always think of emotional eating and binge eating as two different things. Right. In my mind, this is how I define them. They often get lumped up as, as if they're the same thing. Right. Like I ask clients, what do you think binge eating is versus emotional eating? And ninety five percent of them will say. Binge eating is just eating emotionally a lot, right? It's just like, it's just a lot of emotional eating, right? It's just emotional eating until I feel sick, or it's just emotional eating that feels, quote unquote, more out of control or whatever. It's just some sort of judgmental, um, you know, like you get to define this line in the sand of not okay, and then it becomes, that's what binge eating is let's, I think that we need to abolish this definition. This is a highly diet mentality, highly, you know, weight judgmental and, and food judgmental definition of binge eating. We need to sort of get like clearer definitions. So we instead of just deciding, oh God, you know, I, I ate too much, I'm gonna call it a binge, right? We actually have like language that's useful and helping in helping us sort of decipher what what's actually going on for us. Mm-hmm. So the way I define emotional eating and binge eating, right? Emotional eating is just, you know. I'm I'm having a feeling right I'm uncomfortable I'm sad I'm bored and whatever and I want to go eat something to make myself feel better right like I'm, I'm gonna go have a cupcake I'm gonna go do whatever I'm gonna do to distract myself from this feeling that I'm having just a coping mechanism right she was like okay yeah like feel anxious feel bored I'm gonna go eat to distract myself or comfort myself or whatever the thing may be that's emotional eating right Binge eating is a reaction to diet mentality by definition. That's how I define binge eating, right? It's a, it's I, I typically with my own clients will just call it reactionary eating just so that there's no confusion, right? So it's the idea of, you know, oh, I'm not supposed to doing that. So they're in the candy store being told not to eat the thing. I'm going to sit on my hands trying not to eat the thing. And then, of course, all the, all I want is the thing, right? So it's, you know, binge eating or reactionary eating is I'm not supposed to have bread. So all I want is bread. I'm not supposed to eat more than x amount so like I just I'm going to like the second I fall off the wagon right the second I break that or the second I perceive myself to be failing it's like falls to the walls I'm I'm off the wagon because tomorrow I swear to god well, day 1 will start tomorrow so I might as well get everything I can in right now
2: Oh yeah right? so, yeah right, yeah right, so, like, <laughs> I was going to say too, um, the thing that I really appreciate is all those definitions, because when I've read this person's letter, what I was almost picturing is like a to-do list and she had checked them all off. And so she's like, okay, right. so now I'm done. So why am I not better? And that word sufficiently to right. me was like almost like a neon sign. And it would, to me, it was like, right. shame, shame, shame. Like I'm eating right. sufficiently. So why am I not better? And right. so I'm so glad you did all, you explained that because that is what the meat of it to me. I was like, well, no, that our food is not this like, food is never black and white anyway. And, you know, just because we may think we're eating enough, like I, I don't, that's such a ambiguous kind of, it's opinion, you know, it's not really like, it's it's never factual. And we live in this world that, is always judging that anyway. So I don't know of any person that could just like never feel that because it's our world right now. It hasn't recovered from any of its bullshit yet. So like how could we expect totally. to feel like okay, you know, unless we really um connect with like that is part of what's keeping get going. So with right. all that being said, like, what do you feel like are her first steps to move forward? Because this is like, I mean, I, she it, she's like, I did it all. <laughs> Why is right, it not working right.
3: yet? Well, the thing is, is she says she gave up dieting, but she didn't really you know, she's still very much living in diet mentality. Like she is really, really struggling with, you know, there's a right way to eat and a wrong way to eat. And if I eat this much, it's okay. And if I eat that much, it's not okay. Right, like this is not, you know, giving up dieting is not about giving up calorie counting and Weight Watchers and Atkins. Giving up diet, dieting is, is a giving up a state of mind, right? It's an attitude around food, right? And this woman is definitely still struggling with, I mean, on multiple accounts, right? Still very much struggling with diet mentality. Very still very much struggling with there's a right way, there's a wrong way. It, you know, if it looks like this, it's okay, it's safe. If it looks like that, I'm, it's not okay. And I'm not safe. Right. And it's interesting too, because when people talk about, she uses the word uh, I think crazy cravings at some Mm -hmm. point. Oh, like urge. You said urge to binge, right? This urge to binge is like, (gasps) right. And most of my clients, when I talk to them, describe the urge to binge, right? It almost always feels like, you know, there's sure there's like the desire for food, but there's also like anxiety around it, right? Like I'm not supposed to have that thing. I'm not supposed to just, you know, veg out and have a pint of ice cream in front of the, the refrigerator. Like that's not okay. Like I'm not, it's not okay She's still on a wagon, basically. You know, I always say you can't fall off of a wagon that you're not on, right? She's still clearly on a wagon, like hanging on by her fingernails, trying not to fall off. Try- She's hanging on by the edge of the cliff, trying not to eat, quote unquote, too much, right? And that's why I call it it's like the don't binge eat diet, right? When right. It's like, I love you that.
2: That is so perfect because I feel like the, the like a you can love yourself skinny or, you know, any of those things. And really, when it comes down to it, it's really still... An effing diet, you know? It still is one.
3: Yeah. It's all a diet, right? And so it's like this idea of like, you know, when people talk about the urge to binge, it's like immediately I'm like, okay, you are clearly hanging on so tightly, trying not to eat a, a certain amount, right? Like you're trying, there's an, in your mind, there is an okay way to eat and a not okay way to eat. And here's the irony, right? Is like this trying to hang on by your fingernails, trying not to eat, trying not to fall, trying not to fall off the don't bingey diet all you're doing is building up like binge eating energy, right? Like all you're doing, right? It's like, I always say like the farther you pull a bow and like, if you're trying to look at a, think about a bow and arrow, like the farther you're, you pull that bow back, trying, you know, just tension, 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 don't eat, don't eat, don't eat, just pull the bow, right? Just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't fall off the wagon. Don't fall off the wagon. Don't binge, don't binge, don't binge, don't binge, right? The the more tension, the more you try not to binge, right? The farther that bow is going to fly in the other direction eventually, right? It's not different in that. That way from falling off of traditional diets right like when i was on the don't binge eat diet which i was on for years and years and years right the don't binge eat, i had some of my worst binges in my life in my life when i was on the don't binge eat diet right the don't binge eat diet set me up for some of the most painful painful binge eating episodes that i have ever experienced right um, and again, similarly to the don't eat emotionally diet, which I think often feeds into the don't binge eat diet, right? so, so I'm going to go back to these two definitions for a second, if you don't mind, right? So people always think like, oh, binge eating is, you know, it's caused by emotions. I think more often it's like emotional eating might be caused by emotions in the sense that like, you know, it could be like a trigger. Like, again, I'm sad, I'm bored, I want a cupcake. But the second we have rules around that, right? The second we're like, oh, this is bad. I shouldn't be doing this. I fell off the wagon. I fell off the wagon of the don't eat emotionally diet. That's really when it becomes a binge. That's really when it becomes a reaction to diet mentality. That's when it's like, I fell off the wagon. I shouldn't be doing this. I succumb to my urge, ah, right? Like I'm fault. Like it's like an empire state building dive <laughs> off of the empire state building kind of binge. And then tomorrow I promise I won't succumb to any other emotional urges ever again.
2: Right. And so, so exhausting. It's so exhausting, exhausting, right?
3: Exactly. So it's just sort of like, you know, I think that this is, I mean, a lot of my clients come to me on the don't binge eat diet, right? Or the don't eat emotionally diet. And again, they're very similar because in our culture, we, ever the, the party line is that binge eating is caused by, there's no, the party line is really that there's no distinction between binge eating and emotional eating, that binge eating is caused by feelings. And like, there's, it's all very confusing. Like, where's the line between emotional eating and binge eating? And what does that mean? And what are those two different things? And, and it's really, it's very, very unhelpful. So we actually really need to get clear on these definitions, right? Like, emotional eating is just, you know, Know, i'm bored i want to eat something i'm having feelings and i want to like soothe my soothe myself with food which by the way is like a thing that's going to happen to people right like that's, <laughs> that's, that's that's there's nothing inherently wrong with that outside of the context of fat phobia the only reason anyone gives a shit about emotional eating. And I've said this before on other interviews, the only reason anyone cares about emotional eating is because they're terrified of gaining weight, which also like, you know, it's, it's like, there's no reason to care about that outside of, um, you know, the only reason we culturally care about emotional eating is because of diet culture and fat phobia. Um, but the second we sort of call, there's now this whole sort of party line, emotional eating is sort of pathological and like, Oh, we, we, you know, can turn into a binge. I'm like, it turns into a binge the second we decide it's not okay. (laughs) Like according, you know, as far as my definition is concerned, which has nothing to do with amounts necessarily, has nothing to do with volume, right? It's just like, you know, that, that uh, for many people sort of emotional urges around food will very quickly become reactionary, right? they will very quickly become, I fell off the wagon. I shouldn't be doing this. So therefore I'm just going to eat everything that isn't nailed down. And tomorrow, I swear to God, I will never eat emotionally again. Right. Or I, you know, tomorrow I have to get this under control. I can't do this anymore. Right. Or, um, or again, just the, like, I can't stand the idea. I'm hanging on by my fingernails, trying not to fall off and like all that tension that's being built up in my body. I mean, man, it makes me want to go eat a pint of ice cream for some relief from all of that tension, mm-hmm. you know, like right. just yeah. thinking it's like, yeah, hell yeah. You want to like, you know, so there's, um, yeah. So I, that, that just seemed to be like really, really clear from this letter is like, you know, you say you're not dieting, but like, let's talk about what the definition of dieting really is, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. dieting dieting does not just mean you're not calorie counting anymore. You're not doing Weight Watchers or not doing Atkins anymore. You know, dieting is a way of operating around food. It's a way of operating around food, wherein you have that there's an okay, and not okay way to eat and a way of eating that's safe and a way of eating that's not safe. And like, it's very clear that this, that that this client is still struggling with that.
2: Mm -hmm. So are you, are you um, saying then like, Figuring out, like, when this is happening, when this conversation is happening in your brain, that's, like, Mm -hmm. the the direction to go first, like, noticing it, naming it, calling out for what it is.
3: Yeah, I mean, I always say, like, you know, anytime you're struggling with food in any way, right, like, psychologically, you know, the question is, like, where is the restriction happening? And that's the – in. for binge eating as well, right? Like if you're like, Oh my God, I'm binging my brains out. I'm struggling with food, right? In any way that you could possibly be struggling with food. The question is always, where are you restricting? It's not if I'm dieting, it's where am I dieting? Mm. You
2: -hmm. you know, like Mm
3: You are suffering from diet mentality in some capacity, right? In this particular letter, it's, it's quite obvious where the diet mentality is. She's on the don't binge eat diet. She's probably on the emo- don't eat emotionally diet. I mean, again, that's more of an assumption. She doesn't clearly reference that here. But I think a lot of people who are on the don't binge eat diet, I'll mention a lot of people are on the don't binge diet—are <laughs> they're often on the don't eat emotionally diet because of sort of the confusion around how we define these two terms um, in like sort of current- psychotherapy culture um so you know and she and there's definitely like it seems to be like from this letter that there's like a, a distinction like when she's like eating this word like sufficiently like you said is kind of neon flat neon sign like there's clearly an idea about um like what not not dieting meaning something physical when really not dieting is something emotional Mm-hmm. or it's both. I mean, it's both. Certainly the physical component is important, but, you know, in my opinion, the physical component of not dieting is 10%. The get overcoming diet mentality is the real work to be done. That's the 90%. That's where like the real interesting work comes into play. I mean, most of my clients come to me and they're not dieting or they claim to be not dieting. Mm-hmm. And they are mm. all hyper struggling with diet mentality, diet thinking, diet attitudes and beliefs. The, the idea that there's a right way to eat and a wrong way to eat and shame around eating certain ways and not other ways and belief that there's like a line, there's a line in the sand where it's okay to eat that much, but it's not okay to go past the line. You know, these kinds kinds
2: of things. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, and she mentions yeah. too that she's been struggling with these urges for years. And something that I know to be true is that it takes a long time to work through this because we do live in this world that is so fat phobic and focused on this right or wrong way of eating. So, you know, if it takes years, it takes years. That's not uncommon. I wish we lived in this world that wasn't so fat phobic and it wouldn't be take so long, but alas it is. <laughs> so is that what you're saying too?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and I I think that there's certainly, um, it, it, like, it takes years to like, you know, for many people to, to physically recover from dieting, like weight restore and those types of things. Um, unfortunately though, I don't think that this is a problem that's going to go away for this woman until she deals with her diet mentality. Mm hmm. You know, like, I don't think that this is her just, I mean, like right now it seems like she's completely, this letter would have me believe she's completely unaware of the diet mentality that's, that's happening. Right. And so like, there's no way that this is just going to like go away until she deals with that. Like you need, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know very many people who can really recover from the stuff just on the physical plane, Mm -hmm. um, just by like eating enough,
2: you know, like, yeah. Like you said, it's 10%. I think it's cool how you right. quantified it even. Well, and we have uh, something as a part of the show called the Food Peace Syllabus. And if you're new to the Love Food podcast, it's our collection of books and podcasts and any other resources that further help cultivate our relationship with food and moving away from diets. And Isabel, I'm wondering if there's something that you would like to add to it.
3: Yeah. Um, well, definitely if you're interested in sort of, again, the sort of uh, distinction between binge eating versus emotional eating, how to deal with them, um, definitely check out my, uh, my video training series, <laughs> I just got a little tongue tied there, stop eating um, I talk a lot about this, right? I talk a lot about sort of the distinctions between emotional eating, binge eating, sort of how to deal, how like how we approach them in like a truly weight neutral way because most people are not. Um, most people have a lot of diet culture messaging around this, even in the context of recovery. I can't tell you how many people are quote unquote in recovery for binge eating disorder, you know, kind of saying, oh, I'm not dieting, I'm not dieting, I'm not dieting, but they uh, all sorts of beliefs around emotional eating and binge eating that are very, very, very much keeping them in a lot of emotional pain, but also like, you know, like driving these binge eating uh, behaviors forward, right? Beyond what they would be if we were actually able to relax and just let yourself be what you want. Um, yeah, so I would say that that's a good place to start is the video training series. There's also all sorts of other stuff in there uh, in the video training series that's really really helpful, sort of like alternative perspectives on dealing with these issues. Um, but yeah, I would say that that's uh, that's my number one, and also my blog. I mean, my blog talks about a lot of these. Um, sort of ways that I think a lot of traditional people talking about binge eating often misunderstand or don't get, right? Like most important being like, it is not just about what you're physically eating. It's not even necessarily just about weight restoration, although those things are obviously important. That's really just step one. If you're not addressing underlying diet mentality, you know, you're going to keep struggling. Right. I mean, I kept binge eating for years and years and years after being theoretically weight restored and theoretically eating all the right things and eating enough and blah, blah, blah. Right. Because I was still very, very, very much struggling with there's a right way to eat and a wrong way to eat. And I don't want, and I, and I was just constantly trying to not fall off the wagon. And that's the biggest, biggest one. If you are on a wagon, trying not to fall off of a wagon, you're going to fall off the wagon. It's inevitable. <laughs> like yeah. you are got, right if you were hanging on by your fingernails trying to make your food look a certain way, you are going to fail and when you fail, it is you are going to fail spectacularly. I mean like that's that was my personal experience, right? I mean, when I would fail at whatever diet I was on, even when it was the don't binge eat diet, I would fail spectacularly. Whereas when I actually gave myself permission to get off of the don't binge eat diet, what actually interestingly enough happened was that the binges were a lot less severe and less painful because they weren't actually, I wasn't reacting to anything anymore. It was just like, yeah, I just like want to eat this thing and I want it like, or I would, you know, I'm just, I just want to get like really full right now. It was no big deal. Whereas when I was reacting to the don't binge diet, oh my God, those were some of the most painful Mm-hmm. painful binge eating episodes I've ever had. I mean, and I was a low bottom binge eater. Like I was like calling in sick from work because I was I had eaten so much the day before that I couldn't mm-hmm. even move and get out of bed. You know, right. I was a low bottom binge eater.
2: I'm so glad to to hear you say this because I feel like so many people think once their weight restored, if that was part of their process or they feel like they've moved away from diets and they, you know, they totally have said goodbye to like a, a restriction that they thought was impressive enough that it should be oh. all done and, and and you know hearing your own story and your own experience and how it it took so much more than that than like this technical jargon really to like move away and actually heal right is so important. And one of the things right. I say to folks when I right. first start working with them, like one of the very first things I'll say basically is I give them permission to binge. I'm like, and they're like, why are you giving me permission to binge? I'm like, hmm? um, that is like step one. Like that's the first thing we right. need to do right. before anything right. else. Any, I mean, I feel like there's no way right. that uh, a healing experience is going to happen until there's permission for what you need. And you know what? That's what you need. I know. And we all need to be okay with that. Right. So I really appreciate your time. And is there a way for someone to get a hold of you if they want to find out more? Because you have so many juicy nuggets in there that I think that people are going to be like, oh, tell me more about this. So how can they get a hold of you?
3: I mean, I would say, so my video training series, so my video training series or my blog in both of those instances, well, for my video training series, you'll immediately get on my email list. And so you'll get like all sorts of information and sort of helpful tips on my email list. I usually try to send something like at least once a week. That's just, you know, a very, um, just very, very specific, like, okay, like, here's what we need to do to actually change the way you think around food, right? Like weight restoring, getting off of weight watchers, like quote unquote, eating enough. Like those are, that's that's not the that, again, 10% of the solution. You're missing 90% here. You are missing 90% of the solution here. Um, so I really focus on that 90% quite a bit. Um, that's really what my work is about, is 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 overcoming um, I call it emotional restriction, right? Um and so I would just, yeah, I would say get on my email list. That would be, I mean, that's really the basics is get on my email list, either at my blog at IsabelleFoxandDuke.com or StopFightingFood.com. If you sign up for the video training series, you'll automatically get on the email list. You can also, you know, you can feel free to unsubscribe whenever you want. If you don't want the emails, that's, if you just want the videos, that's cool too. But my emails is how I communicate with people. I'm not on social media. Like I really, I like I dabble in social media, but for the most part, that is how I get That's how I communicate with folks.
2: I think that's fabulous. I think um, hearing that you're going to discuss like the 90% or that's where your work is, I think is going to be music to someone's ears. So thank you so much for your time and your expertise and compassion. I think um, it gave us a lot to think about. So thank you, thank you, thank you. My pleasure. All right, there you have it fed up. I hope you were able to get some nuggets for you to move forward. And as you do, remember that you have permission to be where you are right now. And you have permission to meet your needs however you can. And judging them and thinking you're doing it wrong, well, that's coming from the diet mentality we are all swimming in every moment. So before we get to what food has to say, thank you to Isabel Fox and Duke for your insight. And also remember our sponsor, my free roadmap. Your first three steps toward food peace with PCOS. It can be found at PCOSandfoodpeace.com. All right, keep us posted, Fed Up. Let us know how it's going. And until then, take care. Dear Fed Up, you and I keep meeting under complicated circumstances, they aren't normal or good for you. We believe. Our fat-phobic world drives your choices and is keeping you from the peace you crave. But we hear you keep blaming yourself and frustrated with the urge to binge. Let's pivot and consider a radical thought. What if you were okay, really okay, with binging? Place yourself in your future self's shoes. Without the sufficients, the shoulds, and the shame, Trust her and know you already have the wisdom to be her now. Love food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care.